Hello, everyone. My name is Armando Morales, and you're listening to the very first episode of Don't Throw Out the Dog. And in this episode, what I want to be able to do is lay out a template of sorts or a foundation, an understanding between you and I of what you can expect going forward with the next few episodes. I want to give you as much information as I possibly can to help you have a better understanding of your dog and therefore an improved quality of life. We're going to talk about a great number of things, and if you stick with me, I can promise you that you're going to gain far deeper insight and understanding as to what's going on with your dog. You're going to see behaviors that you take for granted or that you see as everyday occurrences, and you're going to have a new light, a new spin on them. And this is going to inform you a great deal in terms of how your dog is developing, how your dog feels at certain times, and what you can do moving forward if you're dealing with some kind of behavioral issues, or even better, in order to ward off or prevent any issues that may develop at some point down the road. Because if you have a dog, no matter how nice that dog is, no matter how social and friendly, there is a very good possibility that at some point you're going to develop, or your dog is, some kind of issue. And it doesn't have to be a big, grand issue. We're not talking about aggression here necessarily. It could be just excessive digging, or excessive chewing, excessive barking of some kind, some kind of annoyance behavior. And there's a good possibility that you may not really understand where that behavior is coming from. So what the purpose of this podcast is to give you that understanding. So let me go quickly into myself and who I am. So I'm originally from New York City, Brooklyn actually. And I'm now living in upstate New York where I have my training business. And I am recording this on a brisk February day. And there is a wind howling at my window. I'm hoping that it doesn't come off on the podcast and that the mic doesn't pick up on it. But it's very cold out here. And regardless of the time of year, I'm always working dogs. I'm always working them outdoors, which explains why I'm always getting sick. Because the temperatures fluctuate. Of course, global warming. Um, I've been working with dogs off and on for a very, very long time. I've had dogs all my life. Uh, there's been, a, I think, a very small window of time in my 20s when I did not have a dog. But other than that, I always did. And I started doing this professionally. And by, by professionally, I mean taking money and charging for it uh, roughly 10 years ago or so. And that's when I started upping my game in terms of trying to gain as much knowledge as I possibly can and a deeper uh, and delve deeper into the behavioral issues. So um, I do a lot of in-home consultations. I do a lot of board and trains. Dogs come to me for whatever period of time, whether it's two weeks, four weeks, and I deal with all sorts of behavioral issues from the mild to the extreme, from full-on aggression to that pesky kind of uh, dog who's got no rules, no structure, no boundaries, um, and needs some solid foundation uh, in order to live a, 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 more, a, a more stable and balanced life. So what can you expect from this podcast? Look, we're going to talk about a great number of things. And like many other podcasts, because you're probably wondering what makes this one any different than all the others. Well, I like to think that I have a unique or my own individual spin on things, my own individual perspective, and my own individual way of communicating the information, right, to convey it out to you. You're going to be hearing a lot of things that you're probably hearing 
in other areas or reading in other areas because there is a whole host of information out there. Whether you go online and you watch, you're reading some kind of article, you're picking up a book, or you're watching something on YouTube, there is a great deal, an abundance of information. If you want to find out some dog training issues or dog behavioral issues, there's no shortage of it. The issue is that there is good information and then there's crappy information. And unless you do this on a regular basis, unless you're a well-informed and educated dog owner, dog person, dog parent, unless you've got some kind of extensive background in dogs, it's very, very easy to get mired down in all the information that's out there. It can produce overwhelm, and you can't tell what's good from bad and right from wrong. So here I am, one more source, but I'm hoping to, to, to kind of Take that information and simplify it for you in other in in some terms. So we're going to talk about many of the things that you've heard in other podcasts. If you're listening to other dog training podcasts, we're going to talk about counter conditioning. We're going to talk about operant conditioning, classic conditioning. I'm going to talk to you about learning theory. I'm going to talk to you about reinforcements, marker training. I'm going to talk to you about you know the uh, the rate of reinforcements. Um, I'm going to talk to you about a whole host of things. The, the key is that I'm not necessarily going to name it that. You're not going to hear me address something as this is classical conditioning. This is, this is what we're going to do here in this segment is we're going to talk about counter conditioning. I want to break it down to you at a level that's easy for you to understand. And, and don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that you're incapable of understanding it at some other level. But when I go to a doctor... But when I go to a lawyer, not that I have a need for a lawyer, but when I do, I don't want to hear their technical terms. I don't want to hear all this medical jargon. I don't want to hear all this legal legalese. I know that when they speak to their peers, that they're going to communicate more than likely along those lines, on those terms. But I don't want to hear it. I want you to give it to me straight. I want you to speak to me on my terms so that I can understand what is wrong with me, how did it happen, how can I prevent it from occurring again in the future, doctor? I don't need to hear all this other medical stuff that's just going to complicate things and make me ask you a second or third question. All right, what does that mean? So that's the way that I want to put the information out to you. We're, we're absolutely, I can guarantee you, I am, of course, going to be talking about all of those scientific type dog training principles. And I can guarantee you as well that if you're working with your dog in some capacity, whether you are intentionally and purposely working and training with your dog or you're not, all of those principles are playing out in one form or another. Okay? In some way, there is some kind of positive reward on the behavior that the dog is, is, is exhibiting, whether it's good behavior or bad behavior. And in some way, you're more than likely giving out some kind of positive punishment. But I want to simplify it for you in certain terms so that you really understand exactly what it is that you're dealing with. So, And we're also going to be talking about training. We're going to be going down the road and talking at times because I'm going to break down certain techniques with you. But my thing is this, behavior. I am fascinated by dog behavior because in the dog world, Everything means something. I mean everything, absolutely everything, from the positioning of the tail to the ears to the way the dog turns his head when he looks at you to whether a dog moves away from you or closer to you 
whether a dog moves into a room or outside of that space when somebody comes in. All of that gives you valuable information and clues with regards to how the dog is feeling at any given time. Behavior to me is really super fascinating. And it's my belief that if you really understand your dog at that level, you're going to be way ahead than most other dog owners or dog parents. And when I do consultations, one of the very first things that I tell my clients, regardless of the reason why I'm going into the consultation, is I will often tell them, the, the, the best thing that you could do right now, the first course of action that you need to take is you need to start educating yourself. You need to start informing yourself with regards to what's going on with your dog and how your dog is feeling at any given time. Now, this consultation is part of it. So I applaud you. And it's admirable that you're seeking help. Bad and crappy dog owners don't seek help. They just don't do it. But you're taking a proactive step and a proactive measure, which is fantastic. But one of the very best ways that you can understand your dog is to know how to read a dog's body language. And it surprises me, amazes me, in fact, how so many people have dogs, yet very, very small percentage of the population really, really fully understand how to read a dog's body language. That doesn't mean that we don't think we know what we're looking at. We just don't. We fall into interpretations of behaviors based on outdated beliefs and theories of what a dog is or why a dog behaves the way that he or she does. And based on those outdated ideas, then we begin to interpret the behaviors. But we're really misdiagnosing the behavior. We're misinterpreting the behaviors. So one of the very best things that you can do is just learn basic body language, basic, basic body language, and have a clear understanding of why your dog does what he does at any given time. The beauty of dogs is that they don't lie. Dogs don't BS. What you see is what you're getting. What you see, in other words, is exactly what your dog is feeling at any given time. Dogs are incapable of deception. Humans, yeah, we're very good at it. A human can pat you in the back, call you a best friend, hug you, tell you they love you, but at the same time, they're plotting where to bury your body. That's what we do. That's how we behave. A dog is incapable of doing that. There's no deception with a dog. There's no malice, right? There's no spite, despite what many of us think. In this country, and, I, and I've done the research on it, and, and the numbers look statistically in terms of shelter dogs and shelter deaths. They're all over the place. I, I, I even have trouble trying to find exactly uh, some kind of accuracy in the numbers that I'm reading. But I've gone the range from, and I've seen it online from, and again, this is going back to all that crappy and crazy information online. I've seen it from 2.7 million deaths, dogs and cats in shelters per year, to one and a half million, a major, big, big difference, okay? So I'm going to lean on the conservative side, and I'm going to say that it's more than likely accurate that it's about one and a half million dogs and cats that are put to death in shelters. Now, yes, we've got space issues. I understand that. We've got population issues to some extent. I understand that too. But even though there are no hard statistics on this, I'm going to venture a guess because I've worked with shelters that a great, great overwhelming number of dogs are put to deaths or put to in shelters in the first place because of behavioral issues. Behavior. 
And of those one and a half million that are put down every year, uh, it's estimated that about almost 700,000 are dogs. 700,000 are dogs. And again, most of those deaths are most of those dogs that are relinquished to the shelters are there because of some kind of behavioral issue. Not all, but I would, I would venture a guess a good, a good number, a, a good high number. So behavior is everything. And very often what we're doing is we're trying, when we, when we train, because we're a culture that just, we want to go into training, training, training. So the dog does something, well, clearly he needs to be trained. The dog is digging too much, well, clearly he needs to be trained. The dog is aggressing, well, clearly he needs to be trained. The dog is countersurfing, clearly he needs to be trained. And I'm going to tell you that not everything is a training issue. It's my experience that we humans, by and large, either we, we create problems. We either create a problem out of hand, so a problem didn't exist and we just created it, or there was some kind of problem to begin with. Maybe the dog already came with his or her baggage and we enabled it. We somehow made it worse. And we made it worse because of the environment that we provide or the way that we handle the dog or the relationship that we form or lack of relationship that we form with the dog, right? How we make the dog feel, whether the dog feels safe or the dog doesn't feel safe. And these take existing problems and they exacerbate it. They make it worse over time, right? And sometimes we, when we enable these problems and we create these problems, we do so because we don't know what we don't know. In other words, we don't know that what we're seeing right now, the behavior that we're staring at right now, is something that's going to develop into some kind of serious issue down the road. So we don't see that the dog barking out the window like a lunatic, as annoying as he is at the moment, is something that six months down the road is going to be a major problem. And that it's going to bleed into other areas when we take him outside on walks or when we introduce him to other dogs. That's an ignorance, right? We don't know that we don't we don't we don't know that we're somehow affecting the problem for the worse. We don't know that we're conditioning the dog to get into that state on a regular basis and to exist there for a prolonged period of time, which only strengthens the behavior. So we don't know that. So a lot of the issues are due to our ignorance, not understanding who these dogs are. And again, it comes down to a behavior issue. And our recourse at, at the end of that is, well, the dog's, the dog's barking incessantly. He's driving us crazy. Let's train it. And yes, training is an option and training should be an option. Well, what I'm saying is that if you had been addressing the problem at, at the onset, when it first started, either you would have been way ahead of the curve or that problem would have never developed to the extent that it did in the first place. But in order for you to address the problem that early on, you need to have a solid understanding of your dog and a solid understanding of behavior. And that is my purpose for this, for this podcast, to help you gain that little clarity, to see your dog in a new light so that moving forward, when he gives you some kind of behavior, you can say, oh, I know where it's coming from or I know where this is going to lead to. I know whether this is good or bad, whether I should allow it or not allow it. Because if you're listening to this, there's a good possibility that you care about your dog, you love your dog, you want your best for your dog, and you want to have a deeper understanding of who he or she is, right? So I want to be able to help you with that. So if you stick with me for some time, all I ask 
is that you be open-minded because I may give you information that may entirely contradict in some way or other what whatever pre-existing thoughts you have or beliefs you have already in your head. And that's perfectly fine. I am not a guru. I don't profess to be. I never want to be. I, I just want to give you information from my perspective, from my point of view. And I hope that if anything, this information that I give you and this podcast serves as a catalyst of sorts, that it points you in some kind of direction and opens some kind of curiosity within you and allows you to go forward and explore it in a different area, to research it, to expand upon the little bit of information that I give you and just say, okay, I'm going to take that. I'm going to see where it can lead me. And to that end, not only will I give you information, but I'll point you to certain resources that I think will be helpful. Okay, so that's it for now. That's all I'm going to leave it at at the moment. And then we're, uh, let's move on to the first episode. You can reach me right now at on Instagram. I'm on social media. Uh, I, you know, I post on Facebook, not all that frequently. Actually, that's not true. I do, but I, I post more on, on Instagram, or at least I'm more attentive to Instagram. And um, you can find me at my name and 77. So it's Armando Morales 77. Armando is A-R-M-A-N-D-O Morales, M-O-R-A-L-E-S 77. Come join me there. Hit me up. Send me a DM. Tell me how you found out about me. Um, any kind of questions or concerns that you have, anything that you want a little more information on, um, leave me a question and I will be happy to answer it in one way or another, whether I do it here or I do it on Instagram. All right, so on to the next. I will see you in the next podcast. Take care.